0: to week 45 of your favorite podcast digital digital get down
1: we missed last week
0: i'm sure you've been missing us terribly that you've had a week without us
1: well i just want to say that we're not one of those podcasts that throws up some repeat rerun episode when they take a week off we wouldn't do that to you
0: people do that yeah like it's like morning radio
1: yeah um we can blame it mostly on our power outage from last week though sure we had quite 24 scary... hours <laughs>
0: like like twenty eight hours.
1: It, we got close to cannibalism by the end. We of We
0: did not. Um, it was a very scary thunderstorm, though, and we did lose power for a while.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't but know. But we how made it. We survived. How people did it in the olden days. We
0: survived. Um, I have a lot of feelings this week. Okay. About a book that we're hopefully going to read later in the for the podcast, but I don't want to. So I don't want to talk about it too much. No. But it's Anger is a Gift by Marco Shiro.
1: Yep. Friend of the show.
0: (laughs) Is he? Um, close personal friend.
1: That's what I meant. (laughs) You've met him once or twice.
0: Yeah, once. Once, okay. I made him cupcakes.
1: That doesn't we hugged. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you consummated
0: it. (laughs) We consummated our friendship. Um, he is the creator and author of Mark Does Stuff. Mm -hmm. formerly just mark reads and then mark also watches now
1: he said hey i need a way to make money i'll just do things that people do and hopefully people watch me do them on youtube because who doesn't love to watch people read books
0: no his start was he was working at some terrible online company Mm -hmm. and they forced him to read twilight and do like a hate read of it and do a chapter by chapter like blog post about it got it and then he did it took off it and went viral kind off. of and then they decided they the next series i will make him do is harry potter except that he loved harry potter and didn't think he was going to and he loved it and he did some really creative reviews he had never for read it.
1: harry potter before nope
0: and knew very little about it and the whole thing about it is he has a really strong no-spoiler policy. So other than anything he knew before he started his, like, venture, he didn't get any spoilers for any of it, even though they'd all been out for a while. And then he kind of branched out into his own brand. And now he's done a bunch of He's an of
1: accomplished things. author now.
0: And now he's a proper published author. And I have been a little bit lapsed with following him lately because he's delved into a lot of series that I'm not familiar with and mm. don't necessarily have time to, like, keep up with his You're not books. looking for
1: a new fandom to jump into you're a busy gal.
0: Yeah, and I just don't always I have enough books on my to read list, as you know, without adding mm. a bunch more just to follow mm. along with with a blog. But um he did all of the Tamara Pierce books and loved them, so I was following along was quite closely for, for a while. Um but I just have like been with him since the beginning I feel like followed him from the very start. It's kind of the same way I feel about Star- Team Starkid sometimes mm. when it's like, I remember when that was first posted on YouTube and we were talking about it in my Harry Potter group and now, like, they all have their own things they're doing and they're famous, some of them. Um, that's how I feel about Mark. It's like, I was there at the beginning when it was just this little blog that he did and he'd never read Harry Potter and, like, the they were trying to come up with a spoiler policy and all of that and I was pretty active, like, in the message boards for it for a while. So, I just have a lot of feelings that he's a real author now. And he, like, I have a lot of feelings about his feelings.
1: Yeah, it's a long ass book that you're gonna tell me to read. I just looked at it, it's over 400 pages.
0: I just finished an 1100 page book by Patrick Rothfuss, so don't even talk to me about pages. Face in the Wind. The face and the name of the door. (laughs) Um, A wise man's fear. (laughs) I just finished. (laughs) (laughs) The first one in the series is The Name of the Wind. And then The Wind and the Door is above it on the bookshelf. That's the wrinkle and Time one.
1: Okay. Anything else to share?
0: Anyways. Um, No, I've Uh, got some news, though.
1: How are you feeling about the French Open so far? Are you enjoying it? No, because no one in America can fucking watch it.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: It's an issue.
0: Okay, apparently. They have
1: the worst television situation of any tennis tournament in history. You
0: know what I've not been enjoying watching? What? What? Are you what? Men's basketball. Oh,
1: well, we're done with that. I was going to yeah, say, we just watched the are. end of the hockey game. That's at least a little bit more interesting.
0: And I had my fill of soccer last week, too. Yikes. Yeah.
1: Well, Cups coming up. Who's your pick? Who are you going for? Spain? España?
0: Are they in it? I assume so. <laughs> Is Bicycle Kick Guy going to be in it? Um,
1: He
0: was on our ice
1: skating analysis is much better than our soccer analysis. We can stop now. we can stop
0: torturing you. Um, Do you have more to bitch about the French Open? No, I can't tell you because I can't watch
1: any of it. They show like an hour and a half of it per day on NBC. We
0: watched like two seconds of it in the Mall of America that time.
1: Yeah, they had like the first round on and they don't have any until like Rafa the quarterfinals. That's all I know about Rafa it. is Rafa. still in it.
0: And Serena Williams is doing well? Yeah, she won a couple. That's all I know about it. Usually you usually have so many tennis notes.
1: Yeah, well Roger's not here so there's not much to say.
0: Just because he wimped out of the clay courts don't blame them. Let's that move
1: on to good news, bad news. We don't need to talk about Roger being a wimp!
0: Are you going to sport his t-shirt and talk about him like that?
1: I'm not wearing the t-shirt right now. It's okay.
0: All right. Do you want to do your news first? Or do you want me to do it?
1: Sure. Mine are about sports. My good and my bad news. So well, that will segue a okay. bit. Okay. We got time for fantasy baseball hour.
0: I think my bad news, one of my bad news is the same as Probably. Ours.
1: Well, I'm starting with good news.
0: Okay. Go with good.
1: So I'll do fantasy baseball minute. Is that okay? Sure. So... 60.
0: 59.
1: Tell me what you remember 57. about Vladimir Guerrero. Go.
0: Um, He was on the... Uh, was that team?
1: <laughs> the other Canadian team that Jays? went out of... That went...
0: Expos? Yeah, a good oh, job. I was going to say the Blue Jays. That was close. I was in the great right man. country.
1: He had a funky swing, but he was super powerful. He had a great arm in right field. He was like a, really good. Okay. So Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Is, is his son. No way. Go figure. And is in the Toronto Blue Jays system, Kay. and right now he's at Double A, which means he plays where, honey?
0: Um, Rhode Island.
1: No, guess again. Closer to home.
0: Rhode Island's not.
1: They have a minor league team. Yeah, the Pawtucket Red Sox. Yeah. No, the Blue he's in the Blue jay system. But the
0: Pawtucket Red Sox, I thought.
1: <laughs> you thought they just were connected to every team?
0: Isn't I'm confused <laughs> now. I thought there was You're like a non-Red Sox team that was in New England.
1: There is. That's what I'm trying to get out of you.
0: Oh, the um, not the primaries, the Fisher Cats. Yeah,
1: the Manchester, them, New Hampshire Fisher Cats. Out. Are the Blue Formally Jays known
0: as the New Hampshire primaries. double
1: A team? So we'll link to this story about how New Hampshire's going crazy for is your Vlad Junior because
0: they're going to a game. Apparently, my
1: dad went last week and didn't get me a T-shirt. So, like, this is like a really like special kind of thing because you know it's going to last like a short amount of time. Yeah,
0: so get those tickets now.
1: But he's hitting like five hundred and like homering every other day, which and people are tell, are saying that he needs to get called up to the big leagues. But it seems a little odd to me that you wouldn't consider moving him up to AAA, at least right away.
0: Where's the triple A team?
1: Uh I think that's the Syracuse yeah, Syracuse.
0: Is the triple A competition not very good this year or something? Well,
1: like baseball people will tell you that double A is where your best prospects go and triple A is where your like your backups go in case of an injury.
0: Mm.
1: But I'd still think that the pitching so in triple AA A would got it for be practice, good. you think? For younger players, yeah. But I'm bearing the lead here. The important thing is I picked him up on the free agent wire day one of the season. Well done. So I have him sitting there whenever he's ready.
0: So when he gets called up, after put him the in the All-Star lineup. Yeah. When's the trade deadline?
1: Uh, well, that wouldn't affect call ups, but yeah, that's.
0: It's okay. so around the All Star break, isn't it? The trade deadline. Uh,
1: trade deadline is the end of August. After
0: the All Star uh, break.
1: End of July. Yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, thanks. You're spot on. Thanks. You have some good news.
0: Um. Two good newses. One good news is like a very old good news because we're very behind with our Graham Norton yeah. shows.
1: Yeah, we just saw like the Christmas episodes. Yes,
0: but Tom Holland was on there. Who needs to be protected at all costs. British. British Spider-Man. Dantic mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Um he just was adorable. He knows nothing about anything. Like they, they he can't keep a secret, so they just don't tell him. Like he didn't even read a script for stuff. the movie that yeah. he was in, like the Infinity War movie. Well, they were
1: really secretive about that, so I'm not sure. But it was they just didn't tell. give him a script. Yeah.
0: And I saw like something going around the internet that was like, "Why does Tom Holland look like he walked into the wrong movie set every time?" Every time he's on, on screen in Infinity War, and he commented and wrote, "Because I had no idea what was going yeah.
1: on." Yeah. Or something like he's always chewing on frogs. What was the oh, other meme? Yeah, mean? he always looks
0: like he has a frog in his mouth when he's yeah. on the red carpet. I didn't get that one. Hmm. But I just thought it was so funny that like he didn't even he wasn't even in, in scenes with people. Like what a sh- shitty way to act in a movie. As yeah. He was saying, like, they didn't even, like, let him... He didn't even know who he was filming scenes with half the time.
1: Right, that was the weird part. He said someone was standing there, and they're like, this will become Cumberbitch later on. He was like, okay. So, yeah, that whole movie... Well, we've already talked about it.
0: <sighs> um, my other good news was that Kelly Clarkson, whatever she was hosting, the Billboard Music Awards or something, yeah, um, went on and did a very, like, from-the-heart emotional plea about school shootings Mm. and she was basically like they told me to come up here and do a moment of silence but I'm sick of moments of silence because they're not doing anything I want us to have a moment of action um, to actually make change for this and not just keep having moments of silence that don't do anything Mm -hmm. and it was obviously unscripted and she probably did not get permission ahead of time to do it but she was all teary and it like came from the heart and it was it was a nice moment and it's nice when not that all celebrities have to use their platforms but it's nice when they choose to in that way. And in a way that should not really be very politically divisive.
1: Yeah. I hear you.
0: Uh, the, I don't want to get too much into some of the recent stupid controversies, but one thing that I saw going around Facebook from some of our Australian friends was um, Americans get offended by the C word. I'm not going to say it on this podcast. Right. And Australians get offended by children being gunned down in school. And I was yep. like, yep. Touche. That's fair. Yeah. Like It's a little too close to home. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Apparently all it takes to piss a lot of America off is using the C word. Yep. And there's a lot of other things that people just are immune to at this point.
1: Okay. Yeah, your good news were just super bright and shiny. Yeah. Thanks. Um so you uh-huh. had the NFL on your bad news Obviously. list. Obviously. Yeah. So, the rule has been enacted. First, they said the new anthem rule was voted on unanimously. Then it came out that they sort of sat in a room and a few people raised their hand and no one said no. So, that was
0: considered unanimous. unanimous. That is no one willing to risk their jobs by arguing.
1: Yeah. So. You will be penalized, I forget, what is it, financially, I assume. Financially. If you are on the field and do not stand for the anthem. You can stay in the locker room if you so choose, though.
0: The Jets, was it the Jets coach that said he would pay all of the penalties for any of his players who wanted to kneel?
1: Someone did, yeah. Not
0: the coach, sorry, the GM.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it was the Jets.
1: Uh, Might have been, yeah.
0: Um, That's just bullshit. First of all, that's the... First Amendment. Yes. Like, people get confused and think that the First Amendment means there's no consequences to you using your freedom of speech or right to protest peacefully or whatever. Yes, but you're not
1: putting anyone in danger or you're not...
0: No, and when when a lot of pressure is coming from the government to enact these rules, that is literally a violation of the First Amendment. The First Amendment says the government cannot punish someone for...
1: Or impede, on, out, those or impede yeah. on those
0: rights. So if pressure is coming from the government to make this happen, that's literally um impeding on your first amendment violation. on uh, yeah. your first amendment rights.
1: And it's another like nail in the coffin that like Colin Kaepernick will never have another job in the league.
0: I think this is it it's for me with the NFL Canada. though. Because you had problems last year with the concussion and And
1: like, this stuff too. And I didn't, this stuff you know. too. But I think... I think we should have a handshake agreement like we did for you, you going to see certain movies, which you have stuck to your word so far.
0: I got many invites to go see Solo and Jurassic World, Fallen, whatever, and I haven't accepted any of them.
1: So we're not going to watch... Any regular season NFL
0: games? Oh, you're putting it to regular season. I think season. that's a
1: smart start.
0: My handshake of this would be that we we're are, shaking our hands right now. We, we are the life. two of us are not going to watch them. Like if we get invited to a party to watch a game, yeah. and it's a social situation, then we won't turn away from
1: the screen. At,
0: so we don't have enough friends to yeah. <laughs> lose them over football. Very true. All right.
1: Okay, because yeah, last year it was like our first time back in the U.S., so it was like, oh, and we, we haven't gotta,
0: been used to watching football either, yeah. but.
1: I'm also anti-patriots now because I still can't believe that uh, Kraft, Belichick, and Brady are all T-word yeah. on that side.
0: All right, that's okay. it then. That's it. But yeah, it's just bullshit. It's penalizing your players for caring about their community. It just
1: doesn't. Yeah, it's it doesn't even matter. Like the matter. message is important, but the actual act is
0: nothing. Nope. It's not disrespectful to the flag or to veterans or to anything. Like, it's already been gone over so yeah, many when, times like, that it doesn't matter. anything kneeling, to do with that. Like,
1: kneeling is what you do in front of the queen. Like, it's the greatest show of respect, Correct. actually. And when
0: you pray. Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing, though, is that he Colin Kaepernick originally was going to sit and talk to a veteran. And the veteran said, sitting's disrespectful, right. but if you kneel, nobody can take offense to that. Well, that veteran was incorrect because yeah. people are taking offense at him kneeling. So, yeah, it's ridiculous. And there's... The only reason they had to make any sort of ruling about it is because of all the attention that got put on it. Correct. For the wrong reasons.
1: Right. And it's not going to go away. This year, I'm sure they'll... You know what I think they should have just done is not televised, televised the anthem at all. You know
0: what they should just do? Not do the anthem. That
1: would be the. option, like yeah.
0: The, the anthem didn't used to play before all sporting events. It was something that yeah. was added like in the 70s or 80s. I know the NFL wasn't around that long. Yeah. But, but if just sporting you... events in general, like the anthem like was mm-hmm. added as a thing later. Like if you go to other countries. They do not play the anthem before no. every game. When we went to footy matches in Australia, they did not play the no. anthem at the beginning and everyone to stand. The only time they did that was when I went to the Anzac day one, which is like Memorial But when day.
1: you're at an NFL game, like you can't even see anything. You couldn't even tell if someone no. was kneeling or standing. So if you just did not televise the, the moments benches. before or after or during the anthem,
0: don't it would do, go away. Or just don't do close-ups.
1: Yeah. Just keep it on the person singing it the whole time. But then I guess no that's still, you're
0: still... I guess you're not penalizing the, the kneeling, but you're not yeah. showing it either. So I guess it's kind of, that would be an in-between option where you're not actively penalizing them. So, yeah, I don't know what the best option would be, but this is not it.
1: Okay, any more bad news?
0: Um, yeah, one of mine just says Morgan Freeman, no.
1: Yeah, he seems to have kind of snuck through the Me Too he, filter. He
0: just kind of seems like sketchy old man at this point, mm. but it, it's still problematic. And Jeffrey Tambor is the one who was harder to read about. That Arrested yeah. Development New York Times piece that came out.
1: I know the author. Do you? That's the guy who I was mentioning the other, the other day. Sopan Pondev Dev went to school with him.
0: Like you actually know him? Like you're on LinkedIn with him or something? We
1: sat at one hockey game together.
0: But like he would know you? In no. Theory? Oh, <laughs> <literally> no. okay. <laughs> um, it was just rough to watch. And I mean, I think he did a good job of portraying it. Like he didn't sympathize with... Um,
1: so was there actually the video characters. of it, or was it all just I through the article? I
0: didn't watch any video. Okay. I, don't, I think there were first-hand accounts of it. I'm not sure if there was video. But yeah, it was just rough to read through it, and how the men were just talking over Jessica Walters, the one mm-hmm. woman, the yeah. mom. Um, Cecile? What was her name? Lucille. Lucille. Um, yeah. Just talking over her, dismissing everything she said, like arguing with her, basically saying like, well, he wasn't mean to me, so your experience is valid, Like... It was rough.
1: Um, Why have him on the press junket for this show at all?
0: Like it just looks terrible. Let go from transparent. That's exactly what I was gonna say. If
1: one show was like he's, you know, the stories about him are bad enough to can him from the show. Why would you say, well, let's put him out on display for everyone to ask him questions? You think I don't know?
0: Money. Everything's always about money. That was one of the things I read about the Roseanne thing this week was. People were like applauding ABC for like having such a quick reaction to it. But someone else's point was like, it's not that ABC just found out about her racism. It's that everybody else found out so ABC can no longer profit from it. Yeah. So when it starts losing them money, that's when they get rid of things. So they must have made the calculated choice that having him on the press junket was going to make them more money than it was going to lose them.
1: Yeah. I would think just the opposite that you'd want to hide him as much as possible to not have any attention on that.
0: I don't know. Now they probably wish they made that decision.
1: Probably. Soap got
0: yeah. Um, friend of the show. My last... We're going to start handing out t-shirts. I just have <laughs> hashtag friend of the show. <laughs> saw the intent. headline it didn't click. <laughs> um, what was mine going to be?
1: Your catchphrase?
0: Yeah. I think
1: your catchphrase right now is, is it news is or news eye? You say that once every episode.
0: Yours was saw the headline didn't click it. And mine was... Oh, I don't remember.
1: We'll get back to that.
0: Um. My last one was about ICE.
1: Like the frozen see, form? No. Oh, okay.
0: Like the... I don't know, even know what the analogy stands for. Immigration control. Okay. Something. Yeah. Um, This whole story about them losing children and going back and forth about it was a little bit confusing. But the main part of the story that's horrifying is how often they're separating children from their parents Mm -hmm. as a punishment for people trying to immigrate to the U S and what I reading about it, not extensively, but a little bit more is that it's not even people who are crossing illegally. A lot of them are people who have legally come to the country seeking asylum from whatever terrible situation in their country legally like turn themselves in to US immigration and said, We're seeking asylum in mm-hmm. this country and then they get the children and parents get separated while they wait for the um, you know, procedure, the normal procedure, with no explanation, no reason, no you'll see your child in two days, nothing. Like just separating them as a as a way of punishment basically for trying to immigrate to the US and that's just horrifying and that's like style. That's like Holocaust type shit. Hmm. Like, it's just awful to read about. So whether or not what they do with the children after and if they lost the children or if they just didn't keep track of whatever, whatever just the fact that they're even separating parents from children as some sort of fucked up policy yeah. is just the worst I can't even imagine that like you try to come to this country because you're escaping like a war or some horrible situation and you try to make a better life for your kids and your family and come to this country and then the first thing that happens to you is you get your children ripped away from you as young as like a year or two old it's horrible I got my wedding ring stuck on the wrong finger why was it even on the wrong finger
1: Ah, ah, god quick intro okay we're back (sighs) yeah well uh, said. Anyways,
0: that's all. For Find a buddies. better country
1: would be my advice.
0: Yeah, go to Canada.
1: Okay, we're going to do a little commercial break. We're already 20 minutes in.
0: Sure. Um, so if you want to keep track of your too-long-to-read list mm-hmm. or compare your book ratings with our book ratings.
1: And if you want to do it securely.
0: Now we have a HTTPS. You got it! Um, You can go to... H-T-T-P-S
1: <laughs> colon slash slash
0: wwwb dot com. Go make your Book Digits account or start to use your Book Digits account that you made a year ago and haven't kept up with?
1: We've got some nice testimonials from people over the last couple of weeks. Halfway? I don't have any to read off, but people talking about how the Find Me a Book feature has introduced them to books, especially in the fantasy realm, that they wouldn't really? have ever how stumbled upon. Really? How did you upon. see
0: those? They emailed you? Yeah. And who uh, who showed you some nice comments on Reddit about it, too?
1: Um, My COO.
0: Yeah, I, I thought... did. Me and Jared. <laughs> um... So you should have a testimonials page should. on Book Digits yep. on the site. Put yep. it on your list. Anyway, make an account. It's cool. It's
1: free. Okay. Main segments. What are we doing first? <sighs> Honey.
0: I think we should do the book because I feel like I'm not going to have that the much to children say Children want to talk about the book. Children love the books. Okay.
1: What book are we doing?
0: Our book this week is a book that I made you read that you did not. Enjoy very much.
1: I gotta pull up my grade. I'm thinking it was in the C range. It was. I
0: checked. Um, the book is not your sidekick by C. B. Lee. Um, it is a kind of superhero parody, like middle grade age.
1: Yes. So th- this is one of my f- the first confusing things about the book for me. It is a middle grade book, but it's about high school. I'm not saying that every middle grade book has to be about middle school. Yeah. But it was like about like late stage teenagers in high school, but it was written for middle schoolers, which I found a little bit You don't think middle schoolers are allowed
0: to read about older kids?
1: I, they can. It just didn't, it was confusing to me because of that.
0: Okay. Um, do you want to give the summary since you've read it more recently or Oof. not so much?
1: Um... You can start.
0: Okay, so the main character whose name is...
1: (laughs) I was going to say the first issue we're going to have is character names. Uh,
0: Jess. Jess, Jess, yeah. Main character is Jess. She is the daughter of two superheroes.
1: So, right, we're in America, we're in distant future, post-apocalypse. Yes. Uh, But the actual apocalypse plays, like, a very small role. Like, this is civilization has, like... Done its own thing. It's basically like
0: the consequences of the apocalypse. So after the apocalypse, like governments reformed in Mm -hmm. different ways. And people came out that all of a sudden a bunch of people had different superpowers of different levels of strength or usefulness. Right.
1: And that has been bureaucracized. So now you have different levels and different organizations and different guilds of superheroes. And you're only
0: allowed to do certain things in certain areas. And you have to be like a recognized like legal superhero. And
1: um, And the funny part, one part that I enjoyed is that it's actually the same setup for the villains as well. Like the villains are registered and have a certain territory and can only do certain villainous things. So I did find that clever how like she built up this whole government uh, organization about, you know, controlling this new segment of the population. But that
0: becomes one of the points is that the villains, like a lot... And not to spoil it too much, but a lot of the things behind the scene, a lot of things are happening behind the scenes of the organizations to facilitate these things. They end up being more of, like, dramatizations than actual fights Correct. for a lot of It's kind of, it
1: reminded me of, like, when people found out that uh, professional wrestling was fake. Yes. Like, it was, like, most people who saw it were, like, you know, this isn't totally real, but some people were still, like, oh my god, this is all all contrived
0: yeah so it's interesting the way that that happens in this book and that they have real powers yeah but the way that they're controlled it's very fake and even the villains kind of have their own specific role to play but they get like assigned as a villain Mm -hmm. and there's a whole thing about the school it reminded me a little bit of this book that i read that i didn't really like called the school for good and evil Mm -hmm. and it's kind of flips the um princess good witch bad witch thing on its head and it's the same thing it's kind of like you go to school and you're assigned to either the good school and you learn how to be a good witch or the bad school and you learn how to be a villain Mm -hmm. um which I didn't actually like that book very much but it reminded me a little bit of that like if there was a like school version of this one I imagine it would be similar to that of like you're assigned a certain track
1: so, yeah, Jess's parents are superheroes. Her sister is, like, a superhero in like training. In the
0: institute or whatever.
1: And she, or I think she has a brother who has really cool powers. Girl. And she, of course, is, has like, gone. the black sheep.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's, like, the middle child. No, she has a middle child, right? I think it's her yeah. brother's younger. So she has, like, no superpowers. And, like, her family's constantly, like, waiting for her to show signs of a superpower. But they're pretending they're not. Yeah. So she decides what she needs to do is get an internship. Um, to give her like a job and something to do and feel useful mm-hmm. and she ends up getting an internship with this corporation
1: a mysterious corporation which
0: like spoiler alert but not really like that was one part that really bothered me and made it feel more middle grade than anything yeah. else was how obvious that was
1: yes and I was there's reading- a couple of twists in quotes that are telegraphed so so early in the plot that it's like this can't really be it
0: so I was reading it a review is. that said that that was intentional to po- to poke fun at, like, the Clark Kent of it all, where he, like, puts on glasses and no one realizes he's Superman. Yeah. So I was reading a review that, that made it seem like that was an intentional choice to point out the absurdity of some, like, different comics um, disguises. Yeah,
1: I would get that if... If one of the characters did point out the absurdity, but the character buys into it and gets totally fooled by it. So I don't, I don't really buy that.
0: I just don't think it worked. Even if that was the intention, I didn't think it worked. And for me as like an older reader, like, and I like young adult too, as everyone listening to this podcast knows, because we do a decent amount of young adult type books. but. That was just too obvious, yeah, the for me. line that got fun. me
1: was like, okay, so there 's this one girl in high school who's the star of the volleyball team, then there 's this mysterious character who has an object thrown at her, and the narrator mentions, Oh wow, she had perfect volleyball form while doing that, three hundred pages later, she realizes that they're the same person, yeah, yeah,
0: um, so i don 't know how much of that is like I just don 't read enough comics like i 'm not a big like comic book fan, and I think that sometimes um, like that's the issue we had with Hitchhiker's Guide. Mm is that like we weren't big sci-fi fans so hitchhiker's guide didn't land very well for us because like if you're not familiar enough with the source material it's not funny correct and that's why you didn't like Discworld necessarily either Mm -hmm. is because you're not a huge fantasy fan
1: right especially when it's subtle and stuff this book kind of reminded me i'm just thinking now of that movie kick-ass yeah where it has kind of like weird not real superheroes but trying to be superheroes yeah yeah
0: so yeah i think some of the Bits that were meant to be more satirical maybe just didn't land for us because we're not big comic or superhero fans. Aside from, you know, the culturally accepted Marvel uh, movies at this Universe, point. Yeah. Um, what I did like about the book, though, mm-hmm. first of all, I really liked that, like, the non-magical character was the narrator and like the quote unquote hero of the story Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's kind of a trope in things like Buffy and Teen Wolf and whatever that you have like a bunch of characters with superpowers or whatever and then you have like one token like general citizen who like helps out you know what I mean like in Buffy towards the end it's like they all had powers except for Xander right and you didn't watch Teen Wolf, but in Teen Wolf it was like Styles, my boy Styles yeah. was like the one like civilian Lax bro. and then everybody else was werewolves or were coyotes or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, or banshee or whatever. So I kind of liked that in this book that person got to be the narrator, the protagonist. Yeah. Instead of being kind of shuffled off to the side and being the token like, Oh, they try so hard, even well, right. they have no power. Was... Or um mm. Avatar The Last Airbender, Sokka. Yeah. Like, can't bend, and everyone else are benders, and he's not.
1: Yeah, it was interesting, because you would assume that the most exciting storylines would come out of the superheroes, but in this case, it's the one who doesn't, who has the biggest adventure. Right. Yeah. So I I liked
0: that aspect of it. Yeah. And I also liked the very natural way there was very good racial and sexual orientation representation.
1: So that's what I put in my review. The author did an amazing job of that. She's an Asian-American, I think. Mm -hmm. Bisexual. It's written all over the book that the author is bisexual. Um, Good for
0: her. Good for claiming that. And having the character claim that pretty loudly as well.
1: So yes, there's a very diverse, uh, inclusive cast, and it is very natural. And yeah,
0: yeah, it didn't feel tokenist. Like, it didn't feel like, oh, I'm going to make this character black just because I need a black character. Like, it felt natural. It felt... Like, that was just what the story There's was. There's
1: a transgender character as well.
0: Was there? Yeah. So One of her friends. how natural it was. It didn't even yeah. stand out to me. Um, did you, how did you find this bisexual rep- representation? Because last week you had some issues with Tanner.
1: Um, I don't think you want me to talk about it. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> um, I just wanted the contrast from last time if you thought that
1: yeah, I I don't I can't really compare it because the emphasis well, there was a big emphasis on the relationship here. Again, I guess it was similar, you know, she was after one person the whole time. Yeah. But I think your your I won't use the word lecture, but your discussion previously did help me this time. I didn't get okay. fixated on on her on trying to imagine, you know, the types of people she had a crush on. She clearly had a crush on this one gal, they were pretty cute together and I just rolled with it.
0: They were adorable. I'm a sucker
1: for flirting. I
0: feel like you so rarely see female, female. Um, well, here's
1: what I was nervous about saying before. I enjoyed their flirting more than I enjoyed the boys flirting. And I'm worried that you're going to say that's because it's girl on girl action. And plus they're in high school, so I feel uncomfortable saying that. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> well, we'll find you some more um, female, female books and yeah. see if it's a, just this one was written really cute with the flirting or if it's an across the board kind of thing.
1: Or if I have a fetish.
0: Um, I yeah, I thought their flirting was really cute. Yeah, and it was very once again very natural. What I didn't find so natural was a lot of like the world building at the beginning. I thought it was a little bit clumsy or chunky at the beginning.
1: Yeah, there's a lot about oh she takes this car out to this part of the town and this is the part that's civilized, but they all have hovercrafts and it's just it doesn't all come together as like a futuristic society.
0: And just the some of the other parts of the book were so subtle and well done without seeming. They were effortless, and I found the world building was the one part of the book that wasn't. Yeah. Like, and because the other parts, in terms of the racial and sexual representation, were done so smoothly, it seemed extra obvious at how clunky yeah. the world building was at the beginning. So
1: that setup was clunky, and I didn't really care for like the end, you know, hectic rush up to the end. Like, I, I was kind of out of the plot by then, not really buying into all the conspiracy and stuff. That was the action that was happening, but
0: I found it interesting. Like like you said, I think some of it was a bit too obvious, a bit too early for an adult reader. Yeah. And I don't know how much to blame that on it being intended for middle grade and how much of it was just maybe not as subtly done by the author. Um, but I was interested to read the sequel. So there's a sequel, not your villain, mm-hmm. um, where a character that comes out as a superhero towards the end of the first book that was had a kind of a secret identity mm-hmm. that the reader learns it focuses on that character that was character. the
1: transgendered character i think is it i think so pretty sure
0: okay well that's who the next book focuses on yeah so i was interested to read the next book you said you're done you're not interested in the next one so yeah
1: I'm i'll good. see how i like I'm the next good. one and
0: if i really really like it i might force you to read it but um okay I don't think it's even at our library yet. It looks it up because I think it's either very freshly out or not even out yet. But yeah. I'm interested to read the next one. Okay. Would you, who would you recommend it to? Because I, I don't think you would unanimously recommend hmm. it.
1: High school freshmen.
0: Okay. So young high schoolers, baby high schoolers. Yeah.
1: That's what I would say.
0: Are there any adults that you would recommend it to you that you think would enjoy it?
1: Um... Yeah, I mean, getting back to what we were saying before, I feel like comic book nerds would pick it apart, so I'm not sure I would trust them with it. Um, but yeah, if you're, I would say if you are looking for some diversity in your character set, I think it's worth reading just for that, probably. Uh, I just wouldn't get too attached to the actual plot. Okay. Or take it too seriously, I guess.
0: Do you want to move on to our movie for this week? All right, Mary. Mary, I guess that's what we have to do. <laughs> our movie this week is also- Shh. Our movie this week yeah. is also a future dystopian. Yeah. It's a quiet place. We're going to do the rest of the segment like this. No, we're not.
1: No, because monsters can't get us in Minnesota. Knock
0: on wood. After the movie we watched last night, I'm terrified.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed watching you watch Annihilation, that'll, but we'll talk be about a future that soon. Podcast.
0: Um, this book, uh, this movie, we mm-hmm. saw in theaters because um. I wanted to see it. I keep making these very questionable choices lately with things that I want to watch. Yeah. Um. So we went to see A Quiet Place in theaters. When, it, when we first saw a trailer for it, like, a year ago, like, in in movies or 6 months ago or something. Yeah. I was just like I don't get this. It's very strange why are they playing Monopoly yeah. on a carpet? Like I don't think their trailer they they did the best job with their trailers.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of our favorite my favorite activities is watching trailers with you and wait and guessing at the moment when you're going to say, I'm not gonna see that. <laughs> not gonna see that. Will you see that with me? I usually have a pretty good prediction.
0: Well, was were you right or wrong about this one? I think originally yeah, I, I said no. Yeah, I think
1: nope. you, once the there was a jump scare, you definitely said no.
0: So eventually, because like there was a decent amount of hype around it, and mm-hmm. I read a few things saying that it was not
1: more cerebral much, than a than a horror movie. maybe? Well, it
0: wasn't like a chop chop kind of horror movie, or even mm-hmm. it wasn't super jump scary even either. Overall, I don't think.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it was more of like a sci-fi thriller, ish. Than a yep. horror horror movie. Um. So I wanted to see it. And I enjoyed it more than you did, actually, I think. Yeah. I was I definitely didn't really scared care for it. throughout. And I thought it was effective, and I think you did not think that.
1: Yeah. You want to hear my thoughts?
0: Well, for anyone who hasn't seen it, I guess we'll give a quick summary.
1: John Krasinski wrote it. You wouldn't know from the million interviews he gave about <laughs> it, but.
0: And he and his wife starred in it. What? They're
1: married? Yeah. Mary um, Poppins movie's never coming out. <laughs> it's Mark my Gally words.
0: Christmas. So Emily Blunt and John Krasinski star in it as the parents. Um, they are the parents of three children in this kind of post-apocalyptic world where these alien creatures have come down and they hunt solely by sound. So if you stay very quiet, they won't find you. If you make any sort of louder than whisper kind of sound, yeah, um, they will immediately hunt you down because they're, like, super speed and eat you. Yeah. And um, so they've kind of forged this existence. Well, they Um,
1: leave the city at the very beginning?
0: They're going into the city to get supplies and coming back out at the very beginning. They already live outside of the city.
1: Oh. Is that true? They're just going for the medicine at the beginning? I
0: think so. Huh. So they live conveniently in a farmhouse. Yeah. Or have taken over a farmhouse. But it seemed like that was their farmhouse. They live on a farm in like a big house. And they've kind of um, MacGyvered this system of protecting themselves from these monsters. And keeping everything very quiet. And trying to have kind of a normal upbringing for their kids. As normal as they can in this horrific place that they're living. And there's not very many other people. It seems like they have a little bit of a communication with some of their neighbors to check in with them. But for the most part, the movie centers on just their immediate core family. Yeah. Um and a lot of it deals with grief of a tragedy that happens at the very very beginning mm-hmm. to them and who's to blame and how they could have prevented it and whose fault it is. And um then this kind of central drama going forward is that you find out that Emily Blunt's character I guess spoiler here emily blunt's character is pregnant yeah
1: they they went into the pharmacy to get stuff but didn't didn't think to grab a box of trojans
0: <laughs> or a pacifier so
1: that's say. one issue i have like you're saying I the entire it was intentional
0: no way I think it was i think that they were trying to spoiler again replace the one that they lost
1: that's absurd
0: I think it was intentional. There's the no way, way in a
1: society where you cannot talk above a whisper, you would even contemplate bringing a new child into so. the world. But that's still no. their new normal.
0: They have to repopulate the earth.
1: Not with crying babies. If you can make a mute baby, then go for it.
0: They couldn't when even make in a mute five year old. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so uh, I thought the premise worked pretty well. I mean, it's. The use of sound in the movie is very good. I would be surprised if they Mm. didn't get, like, a sound editing um, Oscar. I have one rebuttal. Go.
1: Uh, There was music in this movie. There was a score, I should say. Was
0: there? Yes.
1: And I, as you know, I never notice music or score in a a movie. In this case, I did every single time. And I would go, why is there a score? It's ruining it for me. You're, You're telling me when... Something scary is going to happen. The whole point of this movie is that I shouldn't be able to hear anything.
0: But I think I get sucked into that. And I don't... Like, I find it very effective when they do, like, jump scare or things like that. So I think maybe I was just so sucked into what was happening. Yeah, for me, I
1: I loved, like, the silence of, like, the opening bits. And then when, you know, intense things would start to happen and there would be an orchestra swell, I'd be like,
0: No! No. I think you would have missed that if it wasn't there, though. I think it would have been awkward.
1: I bet they had a cut of it without any score and then probably added it for that reason, but it did bother me. It bothered me.
0: Um, so the, the jump scares that were there were pretty effective for me, at least. Um, Please,
1: you got a jump scare out of the Silicon Valley a few minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, it was
0: loud and scary. <laughs> um... Sorry, I'm just looking at my notes you here. You do have some notes. That's I do better have than some me. Notes. Um, oh, my one comment was that I, I thought it was more of a survival movie than a horror movie. Yeah, it's not a horror movie. Um, so, some questions that I had. Because I mm. think that the overall premise was effective. The acting, I thought, was pretty good. Sure. Um, and they actually had a hard-of-hearing girl playing the hard-of-hearing okay. um, child. So, that was interesting. And that was a little... I don't know if that was necessary or a bit distracting but it was kind of interesting at least to have a hard of hearing child in a quiet yeah.
1: world well that's another uh, you might be getting into this more but that is one thing that also confused me about the movie is that she seems so devastated by her her deafness and the family does and i'm just thinking to myself the whole time like this is the one universe where it's kind of okay to be deaf
0: yeah but it like comes back as a problem later on because she can't keep herself safe because she can't hear sounds. She doesn't know when there's danger or she doesn't know what's like behind her. Mm. So, cause there was one scene where like one of the things went like right by her and yeah. she couldn't hear it. And maybe you could argue that that's a good thing that she's not scared by it. But I think, I think the reason that John Krasinski was so desperate to have her, to get a working hearing aid for her is that spoiler, he already lost one ch- child. He mm-hmm. didn't want to lose another one just because she can't hear to keep herself safe yeah i see what you're saying in terms of the day-to-day uh procedure like everyone speaks in sign language anyways right but at the same time like it's a safety thing that she can't a lack of safety that she can't hear yeah
1: i just that's a little bit of a stretch for me and for a lot of the plot revolved around like you said him trying to get this system working for her when it just didn't seem that critical. But you could to argue him.
0: that that was just his way of trying to show that he loved her because yeah, it seemed like that was the a theme by tough the relationship. End. Yeah. So um so some questions. There was definitely some plot holes in the way that they set up their life there or the, the way that they operated on a daily basis. So yeah. I'll just read off some of mine on notes. Why didn't they have a better safe room? Yep. Like I understand that you can't like live in a safe room. For eternity, like, you need to grow food and, and just to have it right. somewhat of a normal life. But it didn't seem like they had any sort well, of safe Well, they had the room.
1: basement, which Did wasn't they? very consistent. Sometimes it was like, yeah, it's fine to talk down here. And sometimes it was like, we got to lock our baby up in a box.
0: Yeah. So, like, why didn't they have some sort of better safe room? Like, surely they could have built a better, like, literally just get a giant walk-in freezer and use that yeah. as a safe Like, I don't know. Um why didn't, they made a big deal about like distraction sounds that a lot of the plot towards the end hinged on that. Yeah. Like setting off fireworks to be a distraction for the the creatures. And it, the, the technology, I guess, is what I'm getting at. They seem to have some very efficient, high-tech things in some respects and like no technology in other respects. Yeah. Like if you have enough technology to have all these security systems set up and these lights and all that, yeah. why don't you have enough technology to have speakers at different parts Thank of
1: you your... Thank you for saying
0: that. Speakers at different parts of your property and be able to push a button and play music across the way.
1: Yes. So that was my biggest thing walking out of the movie where I was like, because of this, I can't buy into the rest of it. Because if you stay true to, you know, the rules of these monsters... Exactly what you said. You have two speakers set up across your acre of farmland, and you have one go off, and then the other, and then the other. And you would have the monsters running back and forth all day long.
0: Away from you. Yes. Yeah. Um, And I also... At the end... Major spoiler for the ending here. At the end, they figure out that if they use a specific frequency, they can actually kind of use the creature's good hearing against them. It's like a dog
1: whistle. They yeah, hear exactly. it and they freak out.
0: Exactly. But it's like, why wouldn't you think of that earlier? Like, if you had that speaker system, couldn't you do, like, maybe this is just a scientist in me, but couldn't you do some experiments on yeah. certain sounds that made them come faster or slower, certain sounds that affected them differently? Like, set up the speaker system and then, like, try a bunch of different sounds. If you know that they're listening to sounds, why wouldn't you use that and try and fuck with them? He has a board that was like, that was like... <laughs> Uh, sound question mark? Yeah. Uh, loud question mark? Like yeah. it was the so, stupidest yeah. note. John Prisinski
1: in this movie is like he's he's a good dad for the most part. He's a good husband for the most part. Mm-hmm. He's really good at surviving. But he's in terms not a of good his researcher. engineer and his scientific brain, you're right. It was really laughable when they would show his work area, and it was literally like yeah, uh, a, a whiteboard, a whiteboard where he's like.
0: Loud sounds, Loud question mark? Loud question mark? Good hearing, question mark? And it's like, no <laughs> fucking shit. Do you really need to write that and down? And the news
1: clips that are like, the monsters like sounds.
0: And the part that got to me the most was he was like trying to radio other countries. They would just be like, Japan. And he would call them once. And if they didn't answer, he would just <laughs> cross them. it off. Yeah. It's like, they have different time zones. Like, <laughs> if you call Japan at two in the morning and they don't answer one time, I don't think you can write off a whole country as being dead. Yeah. Like, the way he did that was a little bit, like, clumsy as well right or laughable um also like maybe they did did just live on a farm or maybe they like took over that farm from someone i think they took it over but it did seem a little bit convenient that they like had a massive farm with a bunch of crops to keep them like sustained i guess maybe if they took it over that makes a little bit more sense than them just happening to live on a, a farm but i don't think
1: but they do like uh all of their harvesting and everything without any sound no tractors or anything um. Doesn't sound like you liked you you hated all the parts of this movie that I did. I don't think you liked it that much.
0: I just was impressed that I I thought it, it I thought it did what it was supposed to do. I thought there was a lot of holes in the plot, but I thought it was effective as this kind of weird dystopian survival movie. The creatures were really scary. The yeah. jump scares worked for me. The lack of sound except for the score, but, like, the lack of sound and the way they use silence worked for me. Yeah.
1: So I thought... On the book digit scale, I would have given it a very high originality. Yeah. And addictiveness and some other things. But in terms of the overall experience for me, a lot of those plot holes dragged it down. But, you know, that's how you
0: and I grade differently, is that I can acknowledge some of the faults, but if I think it was, like, effective overall or I bought into it, I tend to bump the grade up, and you don't. You're you're, a bit of a harsher critic. You're wrong, yeah. So, (laughs) I just grade a little bit more based on my gut feeling and you grade a lot more on your brain, Mm -hmm. on your, your thoughts about it. Sure. So, um, yeah, I do. I think there was a lot of holes in the plot. Sure. Do I think that there was a lot of questions that came out of it? Sure. But I thought it made us talk about it. It like was a good talking point and I Mm -hmm. thought it was effective for what it was. I thought it was a unique movie and I thought it, It did what it was supposed to do. And I actually enjoyed the experience of watching it. I didn't know what was going to happen. Towards the end, it got a little bit predictable. Like once things started to play out, I was like, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. But they did a good job of kind of keeping it, keeping you on your toes. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was effective for what it was. So if you can kind of let go of some of those logic points or a little bit of silly logistical things. And just watch the movie go into it just like watching it as like a cool unique survival movie then i think it's worth where
1: it. babies get put in coffins
0: yeah that the ending was a bit strange with that uh, why no pacifiers yeah, yeah that they was exist. another thing yeah they exist
1: um how how do you think we would do in this specific terribly
0: apocalypse? absolutely terrible i'm
1: an introvert i would be fine for a while we can't I think. farm oh that part
0: and I have no technological we are,
1: skills. We, we ate so much basil this weekend that I freshly grew.
0: Yes, in a thing that requires power. <sighs> I have no skills for the apocalypse at all, okay. except for having keys to the zoo. <laughs> They've got a lot of food there. That's all I've got. Okay, we could I ride think a that good.
1: Over. Are we ready to do upcoming stuff?
0: I've got some upcomings.
1: I got a lot. I we might have to do lightning round back and forth. Three,
0: four, five. I got like ten. Oh, you beat. Um, so we talked about Tom Holland and Spider-Man earlier. Yeah. talked about Infinity War the other week. How is there going to be a Spider-Man Homecoming sequel?
1: This is one of the major issues with fucking it's Infinity be in 2019, War.
0: 2019, so it's going to be before the next movie, isn't it? When's Infinity War 2?
1: I don't know. They won't say anything about that
0: movie. <gasps> they won't even release the titles of the future movie until they have the second movie.
1: Okay. My turn? Yeah. I can never say his name. Ty- Taika Waititi.
0: Taika Waititi. Yeah.
1: Taiki Tak ta, <laughs> Yeah.
0: Ty, try again.
1: Taika Waititi. Yeah. Okay. Um, of of your beloved.
0: I saw the headlines and didn't click it for this one for me.
1: Yeah, I saw the headline, had to click it. Rebel Wilson to play a Nazi camp counselor in Waititi's World War II satire. Yes,
0: it's a par- it's like a war parody.
1: Yeah, I don't have a good feeling about this. I mean, we never
0: watched what happens in the shadows or whatever that, what they do in the shadows, that vampire parody that he had.
1: Oh, we saw the last five minutes, yeah.
0: Yeah, but we never watched that full thing. But yeah,
1: vampires, like, I can see poking fun at. Nazis, I can see poking fun at, but not in, like, a long-form World War II movie. Did you read Catch-22? No. Okay. Okay, you're up.
0: Um... The Hunchback of Notre Dame with Idris Elba. Yeah, I never have liked the Hunchback of Notre Dame Disney movie. I think I've saw, I've seen it one time when I was like seven. Great soundtrack. Saw, saw it in theaters. Didn't like it. Was scared by it. Never saw it again. Hmm. Um, Aside from like that one song that I think Darren has a cover of that I've listened to. Yeah,
1: no, that's what I'm trying to look up. It's not It's not uh, Boys to Men. Who is it? I was
0: going to say I Can Go the Distance, but that's the Hercules no, one. I,
1: if I find the title, I can sing the whole um, thing. It's track number... Out There. That's not the one I'm thinking of. Oh, that's of. the one I was thinking of. I'm thinking of. of the cool one at the end. Oh, it's Alan Menken? Yeah, that's why. Someday, I think.
0: We're going to get sued for playing this. Ooh! Someday, when we are wiser. No, man, I'm talking about this one. When we are older. But what I've you was about... here. <laughs> This part.
1: This is gripping. Oh yeah. Okay.
0: Anyways, n- not excited about *Huntback* in *Notre Dame*, but I feel like I never gave it enough of a shot. So, and Idris Elba, I trust him.
1: Okay. I'm up. Um. There's gonna be a. Ugh. Boba, Boba, Fett. Boba Fett movie. That yeah,
0: was on my list as well.
1: Like, you were, like, almost intrigued to go see a Han Solo movie. Yeah, you could not... I like Han Solo. I hate how much people like Boba Fett.
0: That's such a white boy, nerdy, like, um, Nazi kind of one character to like.
1: Okay. Anyways, You know what I mean? Like yeah. the internet
0: white boys. That's the gotcha. character that they like get obsessed with for no Okay, reason. I thought
1: you are saying Boba Fett was a Nazi.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm yeah. saying that type of uh, Star Wars fan is the type that likes Boba gotcha. Fett. Gotcha. Europe. are I'm stereotyping Star up. Wars fans. Um, the Hate You Give movie. There's yeah. an official release date now. It's oh, coming wow. out on October 19th. This year? This year. Wow. I've already filmed a lot of it. I'm surprised we haven't seen a trailer yet. I think there might be a trailer soon. But it's coming out on October 19th. We'll okay. will to see that um you're Net- stealing all of my- netflix
1: is doing the king a film henry the fourth and henry the fourth and the fifth and it's gonna have
0: timothy chalamet timothy
1: and robert pattinson and some other
0: people too there's like a whole list of people
1: yeah
0: it's gonna be quicker than we thought because we're repeating a lot that doesn't usually happen yeah we don't usually have the same next news. um michelle obama's book
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: called becoming like, like she was writing Her biography it. Yeah. or what? Okay. Um and has a really gorgeous cover with her face on it, so I'm That's interested smart. to read that.
1: Um I'll put that on your birthday list right now. Diet Land is a movie.
0: Okay. Your face looks
1: I gave it a D on Book oh, Go read my yes. review. I forget what I hated about it so much, but I I loved the, the summary and the synopsis, and it was one of the worst books I've ever read.
0: Worst than Ferryman's Institute?
1: Uh probably not. <laughs>
0: Um, Casa de los Espiritus by Isabel Allende. She's a very famous Latina, um, mm-hmm. uh, author. Okay. And her most famous work is Casa de los Espiritus or House of the Spirits, which I haven't read because I keep telling myself that I need to read it in Spanish.
1: In Espanol.
0: Because translated books, I feel like lose a lot and I can maybe passably read Spanish still. Um, so it's one of those ones I keep saying, oh, I'll read that in the original Spanish and then not reading it same thing with um harry potter no i have those in spanish i never finished the fifth one um there's another book that i am blanking the name on that i also want to read in like the original spanish that's why i haven't read it but there's going to be a series 100
1: years of solitude the one everyone reads in spanish thank you Gabriel garcia yes
0: Mm -hmm. Gabriel garcia Mm-hmm. Guess,
1: yeah.
0: um, that's <laughs> the other one that I do need to read in Spanish. I'm so smart. Thank you. How did you know that? Because mm-hmm. um,
1: you're a white girl.
0: And, thanks. <laughs> Who pretends I love Spanish? Um, anyway, I've read a couple other books by Isabella Allende. Some of her like translated works, and they're mm-hmm. very unique and I think well done. So it's cool that she's getting a Hulu show. Um,
1: um, karma has come back around to me. Joe Hill, Lock and Key, is now officially a show. This is the one that I was joking around a few weeks ago mm. about how I kept getting picked up and his and
0: mattress. We were upset about. Yeah, <laughs> that years mystery ago. is still <laughs>
1: is still out there. I don't really understand this headline. It's a straight to. It says Lock and Key coming to TV with a straight to series Netflix order. So
0: they're not doing a pilot.
1: But does Netflix ever do
0: pilots? Probably. I didn't think so. They have to operate so. a little bit like a normal um, Maybe. network at this point.
1: Anyways, not not intriguing me enough to get Netflix back.
0: Cool. Um, Jurassic World Evolution, the video game.
1: I was wondering if you were going to be intrigued by that.
0: So, I one of my favorite video games growing up was Sim Park. Have we talked about that on this podcast before? Probably. So, it was basically the boring version of Sim City, if you ask most people. Yeah. It was like... See, I, Les, I was even Leslie Nope as a child. Leslie Nope would have loved this game. Mm-hmm. You just made a national park. Like, <laughs> you made, like, a wildlife, like, a national park. And you could put animals and plants and, like, a visitor center. And you had to, like, balance the ecosystem of, like, having the right amount of plants versus animals. Mm-hmm. And there was, like disasters that would happen like a like a hurricane or like
1: super thrilling invasive
0: species would come through your park and you kind of get rid of this horrible kuzu vine um anyways it was i was like obsessed with it it was really fun it was really fun for like a girl who liked science and the outdoors and i've never been able to like find a digital copy of it like i play Mm -hmm. roller coaster tycoon now because they finally re-released a copy of that but um that was a little bit more socially accepted i think than sim park um, but this sounds right basically like a Sim Park, Jurassic World. Oh, I talked about this a long time ago. Yeah, I just saw something. Maybe it's coming out shortly.
1: Yeah, no, I talked. About I about saw it a new on the article podcast. about
0: it. We probably yeah, already talked yeah. about Sim Park because of that too. Anyways, gotcha. I saw. Some, I read an article about it that it must be coming out very soon. Okay, I think it was like new releases for video games or something.
1: So yeah, you. I mean, most Sim games you like to play on the computer.
0: Yeah, but I think a lot it's, of it's coming out it you have to on... click,
1: yeah. click, click. Sim Park came out in 1996. Like a, I
0: used to play like a roller coaster tycoon-esque game and I had it for like PlayStation 2 or whatever and it was awful yeah. like the controls are just so so difficult to do on a video game where you only have a couple of controls like when you can just do your clicker it's easier. Yeah. I've tried this so many times honey. This is f-
1: definitely a virus. If you
0: figure out a way to get Sim Park on a device of mine I'll be thrilled but you're I've tried it before and you're okay. definitely clicking on spam.
1: It's on Amazon.
0: And what system? For like Windows 97? I don't know. I'm sure my parents still have it at their house. We could probably find it. I'm yeah, sure
1: it doesn't tell you what system it's for. Yeah, we could probably load it on on Windows.
0: Okay. Anyways. Anyways. You have any more?
1: That's it for me. Oh, I've got one more. Okay.
0: Peppermint, the movie. Yep. Have you seen it? Jennifer any? Garner. Yes. Look at me. How did you know that? Is
1: it based on Charlie Brown? No. Oh.
0: She's like a scary, badass, like, action hero in it. It's her turn at being like Sarah Connor. Like, she... She was already alias. She loses her... her, Yeah, but we were talking about recently, like, with the Love, Simon movie and stuff, about how she's, like, just been playing moms. Like, she's all just been moms. So this was the opposite of that. Like, she... Well, kind of just a different route of that. She's a mom who loses her husband and... Child to like gang violence, Mm -hmm. and comes back and decides to like tries to put the gang in prison
1: vigilante style,
0: and comes back vigilante style and like takes out all this all of these gang members. But she looks like such a badass in it. Um, Go girl! And it looks a little bit scary, but also because you know I'm afraid of guns and gun violence. But she looked like a badass in it, and I always always liked her. So I I think
1: I heard about that on your Twitter. Did you? That's a good segue to wrap up. Well, Where can the people find you?
0: If you would like to find me on Twitter, it's at Heather324. If you'd like to see any of the links of the things we talked about on this episode, our podcast Twitter is at DDGetDown. Yep. So you can check us out there. If you have any suggestions of things for us to read or watch, um, feel free to send them send them there as well. Or play. Or play. Or any news that we might have missed that you think would be got a lot of video
1: games for my birthday. We got to start We do getting through them.
0: Um, other than that, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week.
1: Bye, friends. See ya. You gotta get down with the get down. Well, now, get down, get down, earth get down, whoa,
0: whoa. Get
1: down, earth get down,
0: whoa, whoa. Maybe we can talk our neighbors into doing the same thing. Get down, get down, get down, get down. Get down.